Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, we're cracking open a cold one. Pittsburgh is home to some amazing craft beers. Seriously, if you have a taste preference, there is probably a local beer that can satisfy it. And the city also has a Brewers Guild to help shape these spaces behind the scenes. Today, we're taking you on a little field trip to learn how the guild got started, how beer drinkers can tap in, and all about the perks behind a growing brewery trail, a code of conduct, free prizes, and a whole lot more. It's Thursday, December 21st. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. Before we get started with today's show, first, I wanted to pop in here with CityCast producer Sophia Lowe. Hi, Sophia. Hey, Megan. Sophia, you and I did this interview in person not that long ago, and you went into this interview being, I'm going to I'm gonna say it, a beer hater. That's true. I think it's fine to say. I think I've called myself a beer hater on this show before. <laughs> I usually prefer cocktails, maybe a nice cider, um, but this interview may have started to change my mind on beer. I got to try a few, and I was really surprised by how much I liked one of them. Watching your face discover that you liked the taste was really, really fun for me, Uh, particularly the cranberry sauce beer that you will hear, well, both of us, but I guess mostly me, sipping on during this entire conversation. That was delicious. The first one I tried, it blew my mind how much I liked it. Um, Yeah, just very surprising to go into a space, be like, I don't like beer. First sip. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I definitely yeah, like people this one. change your mind. That's that's one of the most amazing things about doing this job. Yeah, that's agreed. Uh, something I love about working for CityCast is we actually do a lot of things our listeners do, things other people suggest. And if there's a restaurant or an event we say we like, that means we've actually been there. Yeah, or plan to. I'm still dreaming of that Korean fried chicken that I recommended on a recent Food Thursday show. It's from the Mr. Bulgogi food truck run, don't walk if you get the chance. (laughs) That's on my list. And if you, our listeners, have ever relied on CityCast for tips and suggestions on how to enjoy Pittsburgh, uh, we really hope you consider becoming a founding member today. We love tracking down the best bites and sips in Pittsburgh. And I think our newsletter editor, Francesca DeBecco, is probably the reigning queen of eating out right now. Yeah, but I'm going to try to challenge her on that next year. Oh, I cannot wait to see how that plays out. Uh, So please support that challenge and all the other great work that we do. And along with knowing you're supporting journalism here in the Pittsburgh region, there are also some fun perks if you become a member. You can find out all about them and more at membership.citycast.fm. Okay, back to the show. 
I'm with Mel Larrick at the offices of Dancing Gnome in Sharpsburg. I did not know they had two spaces. This is super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 925. It's their original location. Um, their operational location is next door at 1025. Yeah, it's down the street and huge now. They've really grown. Yeah. Um, I don't want to wait. There's an enormous amount of beer sitting in front of us right now. What am I looking at? Yeah, so I brought a bunch of beers that I uh, brewed. So we've got um, some fruity stuff. We've got some sours. We've got a fruited wheat with some rose hips, a hazy IPA. And what else do we have? Oh, my favorite, uh, Dude, Where's My Car Keys, is a Schwartz beer. (laughs) It's like a really nice malty, toasty lager. What do you think? What are you in the mood for? I want to try the cranberry sauce one. Tis the season. Let's get after it. Yeah. Clink. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Woo. I like the this one because it's like the fruit definitely like complements and balances out the tartness of like the base of the beer. Um, we also added like um, some orange in there to kind of like give it some citrus to round it all out. So it's good stuff. Credit to Hop Farm there. Yeah, thanks. What do you love most about the beer scene here in Pittsburgh? I don't know. There's just so many different experiences and like different ways, different ways to experience beer, I think, from just, you know, tap room experience, um, the styles that people are making, the way people interpret traditional styles, Mm -hmm. I think is really fun. Also like, you know, the resurgence of like Pittsburgh Brewing Company, like, you know, the Iron City Icy Light has returned to Pittsburgh. That enormous facility off 28. Yeah, and uh, Creighton, I think, is what the town is called, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, beyond that nostalgia, is there anything that you would say is, like, particularly unique to the city? I think what I find unique, like, outside of maybe just, like, the craft beer element itself, probably would be, like, the way that we repurpose a lot of buildings. I think, you know visiting like the breweries that like old thunder they're in like an old post office i think that's so cool like we love old stuff here exactly and like pittsburgh has such cool old bones and not a lot of cities still have those structures standing um and i think it's like really like an homage to the history and like the blue collarness of the city um whenever you can go into like big factory type buildings you know this is obviously like we were the city of steel um so we still are (laughs) we still are you're totally right um but you know like to kind of bring back those spaces and like bring them back with life oh how could i forget right down the road here hitchhiker brewing that used to be fort pit brewing um which is so cool that they like brought it back to beer after all those years you know it was like a classic car shop and before that it sat vacant for close to 20 years and you know just To bring it back to beer is just like really cool. I mean, I know we're being kind of homers about this, but that's kind of why we were curious to talk to you, right? Like you're the incoming executive director of the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, and you've gotten to see a lot of evolution, I imagine, of our beer scene in the last, gosh, 10 years. Like it's it's wildly different than it used to be. Is there anything that you hate that you want to change (laughs) now that you've got this nice new mantle to carry forward for the next few years? Wow. Um, coming in like a wrecking ball. No, I I really admire our craft beer scene. And while I think that there's opportunity to improve in any industry, sure, we, we still can, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. But I think that 
we are certainly taking like the steps as a collective to ensure that we're putting out, you know, great product that we are still drawing like a lot of tourism to the city because like I mentioned before, you know, like we were named by Forbes as like the craft beer destination in the country. We've gotten on a lot of lists lately. Yeah. And that's so badass. Like that to me is just like, man, like, I don't know. It's just something special because I have so much pride in the city. Like I love being from Pittsburgh. I love what the city is about. And like, I love just the history of it. But also, uh, you know, we're making strides in like creating spaces and like being as inclusive as possible. We're actually really proud of uh, launching a code of conduct for the Brewers Guild. So who is this code for? Who is the guild for? Like, is it just for brewers? Is it for consumers of the beer? It's for everyone. (laughs) Inclusivity, remember? No. um, So actually, like a quick history of the guild. um, We we formed in 2017 um, in coalition with Visit Pittsburgh. Basically, our our mission, our starting mission was to drive tourism to Pittsburgh. And at that time, you know, Visit Pittsburgh was like, hey, you know, you have a lot of great breweries here in town. This could be kind of a destination package for people that are looking for that. You know, then it became like, well, now we're here to, you know, be a resource for our member breweries. Like, how can we ensure that everyone is making money and staying, you know, open and growing professionally and just, you know, expanding? Like, you know, how are we helping these breweries? You know, how are we working together to achieve like a great goal? So that thing where like we're all doing a similar thing, I bet there's ways to share best practices or to speak with one voice where it would be useful, things like that. Absolutely. Exactly. So um, like from there, you know, Three Rivers Beer Week was kind of born. Um, I think that was maybe the year before the pandemic. I think maybe 2019 was our first. And that was just like a really great showcase, you know, week long celebration of showcasing, you know, different breweries, events, um, collaborations. We had a collaboration with the Asheville Brewers Guild, um, which was really exciting. I believe that was in 2019 um, where brewers actually came up from Asheville and we like all brewed a beer together, um, which was really awesome. So it's just working together, like I said, working toward a common goal and, you know, supporting each other. But really, at the end of the day, just ensuring that we're generating as much revenue as possible. Well, And so this code I'm looking at, it's to provide employees and patrons a space free from harassment and discrimination. Um, there's lots of parameters for that. Inclusive behavior, zero tolerance behavior. Um, there's also suggested language for a proper apology. Um, I'm glad that this exists. I also wonder about the conversations that preceded it, that it felt like we need this. We need this on site everywhere at all of our member locations. Absolutely. I think it's just like a really nice tool, like a mitigation tool, um, and also just to like hold people accountable so that whenever there is a standard of behavior, I think that people recognize it and then hopefully, you know, act kind of within those parameters. But this isn't meant to be like a judge or jury or judge and jury. It's not meant to, you know, point a finger and say, don't do this, don't do that. It's like, you know, this is how to apologize. You know, sometimes we all make mistakes. We're human, you know. Sometimes people stink at saying, I'm sorry. Totally. And it's hard to take accountability. So, you know, we're all just, you know, trying to progress and and grow as individuals. And we're not about cancel culture. You know, we're just about like reform and just like, hey, we made a mistake. You know, let's make it right.
CityCast listeners, Christmas is almost here, and we're celebrating with a little open house on Friday. Yes, this Friday, December 22nd, the team is hosting a little get-together from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at our offices on the 10th floor of the Benenham Trees Building downtown. There will be cookies and a smattering of tinsel, plus our Pittsburgh radio bestie, Kevin Gavin, formerly of WESA's The Confluence, will be broadcasting live from our studio on WZUM. It's all part of Kevin's 47th annual All Request Christmas Music Show. And if you're hanging with us, you might just get to make your request live on the air. Again, that's Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can drop by anytime or just listen to us on the radio. Tune in to WZUM at 101.1 FM in Pittsburgh and streaming at WZUM.org. We hope we see you there. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. Eat gourmet snacks, people watch. We'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So let's say that you're not a brewer, uh, maybe not even a self-described beer person, right? Um, But you're beer curious. What would you say that the Guild has to offer you? So we have a really cool tool, especially if you're beer curious and also maybe like new to the city or not as well versed as like in the lay of the land. Maybe you live in the suburbs, maybe you live in like central PA, what have you. Mm -hmm. Or you just haven't tasted that much yet. And that's okay. This is what we're here for. Um, I think a really cool tool <laughs> is the brewery guide. I'm looking at the third edition now. It's It looks very official. Yeah, I think so, too. I really like the addition of like the silver around it. And yeah, the design of it is really cool. So essentially, it's designed as like a passport. Um, there's all these different routes. So we kind of like cut up the city um, into quadrants. So you've got like the Upper Allegheny Trail, you've got the Ohio River Trail, South Hills Trail, um, that kind of just takes you around um, where it makes sense like demographically to kind of hit some spots that are all around each other. There's nine trails. This kind of gives me um, like the Kentucky Bourbon Trail passport vibes. Totally. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm, I'm sure that that was a model example for <laughs> when we were writing this. <laughs> um, but what's really cool about it is every single brewery that's operational in Allegheny County that's part of our um, membership is highlighted in these. Um, and not only, you know, are there like really nice, like, you know, color, little pictorials. Um, obviously, you get like the location information, but it gives you like a 
really nice layout of the amenities they offer. So like there's like little drawings and it's like a little dog bone signifies that dogs are allowed or food trucks, like food trucks are available or they have like an, their own kitchen. Um, it's bike friendly, you know, so on and so forth. So it really just kind of like lays it out for you. And sometimes Google will just like, if you type in, you know, breweries in Pittsburgh. You might catch some of this information, but you might not know all of it. But there's a lot you're going to miss. Totally. Which is interesting. It's like kind of a reversal for how our brains work lately, like to have a physical guide in my hand and that be a better resource in some cases than the Internet. It's kind of fun to go back to that. Like, you know, when do we really get to have tangible things? Everything is so like digital. And it's like a really great way to like engage with the bartender that's working you're new in town or whatever and you present your brewery guide like you know it's a really good opportunity for like conversation and whatnot well and I have a confession too this is the first time I've seen the third edition but I have a previous printing of it and I have used it so many times had no idea that there was a game element to it or that you could get passports that there could be prizes this was all brand new information for me we had a happy hour here at CityCast just a little bit ago and a few of our fans our patrons were telling us about this and they were like oh yeah we went to the party it was amazing what do you mean you didn't get the passports you're doing it wrong and I just love that someone schooled us on this (laughs) I love that too that means it's working whenever I hear about that like out side of our like industry bubble like oh it's like a little brewer gets their wings or something I don't know something special happens there's a brewery cat somewhere like I don't know um but it's it's really exciting to hear that yeah so I, I feel like I did a poor job <laughs> explaining it for folks um if you go to the breweries you can get a stamp and if you get enough stamps there are prizes is that right that's correct so like uh we have benchmarks 10 20 30 and then 40 stamps um so you'll earn merchandise kind of you know up until prize 30. Beyond that, we have um, actually newly implemented the 40th stamp party. So currently we have 42 um, active breweries here in Pittsburgh. And if you visit 40 of them, you're invited to a an exclusive party. And we just threw our first one um, a couple weekends ago at Grist House. We had a really great time. Uh, we're already talking about planning our next one. So yeah, if you are listening and you're you know thinking about, you know, maybe you're lagging in your stamps or you're interested in getting a guide, visit any of our member breweries um, and you can pick up one for 10 bucks and get started. But it's such a great way to like explore the city. It's a great for gift giving too. Good for date night. What about for maybe the communities that, you know, have historically not felt like they were represented in Pittsburgh brew culture? Is there anything that, you know, you or the guild are taking upon yourselves to maybe do that proactive outreach to, you know, be more present or be friendlier? So got to shout out Dave Bracey, who um, is a founder of Barrel and Flow, um, America's, you know, all black beer festival. And that is such a great opportunity for us brewers here in Pittsburgh um, because we get to engage with so many different people in, you know, the black community that are not only brewers, but are like beer drinkers and just like curious about what's going on here. And it's been going on for a few years now and just like every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then now it's gotten to a point where there are events leading up to the beer festival and so people are coming in like you know days five days before the beer festival and they're welcomed to our spaces and you know we just throw these different events where we're collaborating with different artists um, musicians you know guests um, and it's just like such a vibe it's such a good 
uplifting experience. And I, it's like, I look forward to it every year. It's like the holidays. <laughs> I really, I really love it. So two phrase hitchhiker, dancing gnome, our lovely host tonight. Uh, any other local breweries that you think deserve a little extra shout out before we go? Definitely don't want to forget Hop Farm where I brew. <laughs> Definitely go visit there. We are drinking a Hop Farm beer. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're over in Lawrenceville, uh, 5601 Butler Street in Upper Lawrenceville. Um, I will say my other, my top brewery, I think, to visit. Like I said, you know, I live across the street, so Dancing Gnome is in my back pocket. I'm there all the time, but I really love Old Thunder. I mentioned them earlier. Um, they're in Blonox and they have a gorgeous facility. Um, it's in an old post office. The natural lighting in there that overlooks like the valley, especially this time of year. Like I was sitting there on Sunday, just like gazing out the window. I'm like, this is gorgeous. And their beer is excellent. Their service is great. Like it's just all around perfect experience. And also roundabout pop-up over on uh, Oxnard Street in the north side. Um, have you visited? Mm-hmm. The, the jail trail, if you're used yeah, to that. Exactly. Yeah, that used to That was my pandemic hotspot. They got us through. Same, same, <laughs> absolutely same. Sometimes if we were really feeling it, we would get on the trail at Western Penn, ride to Roundabout, then ride to Grist House, Dang. and then go back to Roundabout. It was a good day. It was always a <laughs> good day. That is so cool to hear. And I love like whenever like outdoor activities can be tied into craft beer. Like To me, that's just like... I don't know. It's a home run. Are there any ways that you would recommend drinkers can support the Brewers Guild? Yeah. Um, by coming to breweries, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, keep keep visiting us. Uh, there's always something new in our back pocket. We're always, you know, striving to do something different and interesting. Um, supporting us by, you know, picking up brewery guides, um, following us on social media. On Instagram, we're at PGH uh, Brewers Guild. Um, so definitely check in with us. We've always got fun stuff going on. We always partner with like really fun influencers and we're always highlighting different events that are happening in the city and collaborations. We really go off around like beer festival time for like uh, Barrel and Flow, Three Rivers Beer Week, obviously. Um, so yeah, just keep your eye on us and keep drinking or just keep visiting. <laughs> Mel, thank you so much. Thank you. This is great. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a good review, and make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. Reminder, you can find all our founding membership information at membership.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. Do you think it's unique for a place like Pittsburgh to not just have like all of these brewers that are doing like, you know, pretty innovative things with their spaces, with their recipes, and then also embrace a place like Pittsburgh Brewing Company, which has been making like local Bud Light for a very long time. <laughs> it's local Iron City. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh.